Hello everyone, my name is Saleha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences. And together, we will dig deeper into the spiritual connection with our own being or our own soul. We'll be discovering how to transform our mindset. We'll be looking into mental health and also looking at self-improvement ideas to shape our lives. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity. For we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Nadia, also known as Sydney Tiger Mum on Instagram. She's a banker and a mother and she believes in the joys and rituals of the balance between family and work life. She's a wonderful human being with a wonderful insight over what she has learned along the way of her struggles. She has indeed a journey to share with us. So let us bring on Nadia and see what she has to say today. Hello Nadia, how are you today? Hi Saliha, I'm very well, thank you. Um, So pleased to be um, on your forum. And thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure, Nadia, to have you here. Um, Meaning to have you on the show for a while now. And really, really honored to have you here now. So Nadia, we'll just get straight into it. Tell us a bit about what you're doing these days. So um, as many of you may know, I am a mom of two lovely uh, and mischievous kids. So my daughter is 12 years old. Her name is Naima and I have a son who's eight years old, Adi. Um, They both are obviously school going. My daughter recently started high school. So I'm just getting in sync with her high school adventures. Um, Other than that, I'm also a working mom. Um, I work for NAB, National Australia Bank, which is one of the big four banks in Australia. It's a privilege to to work for an institution that that helps you develop and grow. So it's not just about your you know nine to five job and just come home. It actually is an institution which teaches you how to grow and develop and become a better professional um, every day. So yeah, it's it's an honor to be a part of that. Um, and other than that, it's it's the daily juggle that I deal with work and family life looking after kids keeping the house in order basically um (laughs) and that's i'm also very passionate about my career so the balance Mm. is very hard at times because i'm very focused about my career so it's not just a job that i do uh to pay Mm. the bills it's it's more than that It's, it's my career it's my passion um so in order to keep a balance between both it it can be very challenging However, um, head over water, it's, it's going good. Um, and that's where I am today. 
Beautiful, beautiful. You keep saying that I, in your voice, I can hear that there is this, you know, this this passionate you, which which brings passion into whether it's you doing something at home, whether it's your job, and you did emphasize a lot and like the work that you do is something that you're passionate about. So could you tell us a bit about this this part of what you were saying? Yes, so sure. Um, so when I say passion, Saleha, it's it ties back to my younger years uh, when I was a graduate student and uh, I was looking to find uh, my vocation. What it, what is it that I want to do? And one thing I knew for sure from the start was that I wanted to work. I wanted to stand on my feet, no matter how privileged my life was. And Alhamdulillah for that. I just wanted to stand on my feet. I wanted to do something myself and and you know build my own legacy. Uh, so it was always my goal to find work to do something. And when I was studying, um, that's when you know I, I went to states for an exchange program. So I studied there for six months, and that's actually when I realized that I have this inner you know drive towards becoming a banker to finding financial mm -hmm. solutions, to managing money okay. and to working out expenses. So, you know, I, I got into that uh, and I just said that this is what I wanted to do. So I studied banking and finance um, while I was pursuing my education. And then uh, after that, it just motivated me to work in a bank. And that's how my journey in a bank started. So while my time um, in Pakistan, I was in consumer banking uh, on the retail banking side. And when I moved to Australia, um, I secured a position in the corporate banking sector. So it's, it's been a really wholesome journey. I have like um, this, this really uh, you know, great experience around the retail side of banking. And then I slowly you know, slipped into the corporate world. So it's, it's, it's all around banking but it's, it's really learning how you can, you know, be good at servicing your clients, how you can be good at, you know, um, solving problems, making solutions. And it, it also helps me in my daily life to drive my own life, to drive uh, my own expenses, to meet the needs. Um, so yeah, wholesomely, it's just shaped my life in a very meaningful way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, and when you get asked that question, what I asked you right now, it's funny how you go to different parts of the experiences you've had in your life, and it's still hard to not get, you know, fixated on one part and just over explain that because there is so much we go through as humans and every experience shapes us. But I love how you articulated that as in you just visited each part of you and then you said this is why I love this. And I love the fact that your pursuit of wanting something continued to grow rather than, you know, uh, because we do face a lot of battles. We, as humans, you know, we have experiences as personal battles, things that happen around us. Um, ways where the world or our experiences tell us, oh, you cannot do this. It takes us off track. So did you, Nadia, have any experiences during this journey uh, where you felt that life and its burdens or whatever happens to us, you know, the contrasting situations that come to us, did they get you, uh, like, push you? Was it really hard some days? Yes. So um, I'll take you back 
um, Saleha to how we we decided to migrate to Sydney and how that that put us in different shocks as I call it because they were surprising experiences and some were very you know they had an effect that they would be debilitating they would stop us from doing certain things that we are passionate about so when we decided to migrate from Pakistan um, across borders to Australia it wasn't an easy decision we were in our uh, early 30s both Adil my husband and I we're in our early 30s. We were in our prime and promise of life where we had these big corporate titles, where we had family, network, and everything under the sun. Uh, and then we just decided to pack our bags and just move to Australia with a clean slate, starting everything fresh. That wasn't easy. So when we took that decision, we knew that, you know, we are, we are getting into a hornet's nest. We will have to rejig our life. We'll have to, you know, um, rethink things. So when we did that, when we made that move, uh, and to your point, um, there was psychological impact, obviously. There was um, transition shocks. So Adil and I both faced shocks of, you know, you, you, you say things, you imagine things, but you actually, when you're in that uh, position, that's when it hits you really hard. And when we were facing those transition shocks, um, one of which was Adil became a student. So he was vice president back in Pakistan. And when he moved to Australia, he had to stand in a queue of a student's um, you know, journey. And he was like, oh my God, where am I standing? What is this? So that's, that's what I mean by a shock. And similarly for me, I left my big job in Pakistan to find a job in Australia. So when I came to Australia, we had no permanent residency. So we were literally on a student visa. Adil was a student and I was just this hungry, newly, freshly graduate student looking for jobs. That's, that's the position I took. And it was shocking for me. It was like, oh my goodness, um, uh, it's, how, how am I supposed to handle this? And then on top of all of this, uh, you get strangled by red tapeism. So, you know, obviously, when you're migrating, you're thinking, oh yeah, the opportunities, the sky's the limit, we'll find something to do, it'll all happen, it'll all take its place. But no, it's not that easy. So when we got to Australia, we got strangled with red tapeism. So that's one of the limiting factor when you cross borders and you leave your country. And there were three points that come under red tapeism. The first is, oh, you've got no experience in Australia. We don't even care about your experience in Pakistan. That makes you feel, oh my goodness, really? So I've done all this for no, for nothing. It, it, it's not down to zero, multiplied by zero, exactly. like 10 years experience. Exactly. Nothing. And here you are, you think you're such a big shot back in your country. But when you come to a new beginning, you're like, oh, so we don't care. Your experience in Pakistan doesn't count. The second point under red tapeism is you don't have permanent residency, so you can't apply in a financial institution. Now, Saleha, that was a big blowback for someone who was so passionate about banking. And I was like, oh my God, does this mean I need to change careers? And they were like, well, you mm -hmm. can't even apply. So I wasn't even able to apply for jobs in a bank or any financial institution because of my status as being a student. Uh, a spouse of a student. And the third point 
obviously, which I'll get into later, is the point system. So in order to become eligible for PR, you, you have to go through this point system. Now, to complete those that point system, you need support. You need support around finding a job. You need support about you know around finding your feet in this new system. So it's it it all just disturbs you. It distorts your thinking, and I got so many rejections. Uh, I pushed myself into applying for jobs. I kept getting rejected. You're not allowed to apply. I got into this argument with an HR department where they said, why did you even apply for the job? Don't you know you don't have PR? And I'm like, but but I am, you know, meeting all your requirements. And, you know, why can't I be given a chance anyway? So I, here I am fighting against rules, right? Um, trying to change the system, trying to change the thinking. But the important thing to realize here is that's where you that's where you are actually putting your words into action. So me just saying that I'm passionate about banking doesn't mean anything to most, but it's me who was fighting against that red tape to prove myself worthy of the job that I really, really wanted. And believe me, Saliha, after three months, Alhamdulillah, I got this job mm. at NAB. And it was just unbelievable rejection after rejection one day I get a call and it was one of the best weekends Adil and I celebrated when I was told that you got the job and it was because of my experience back in Citibank in Pakistan and I was just so thrilled because yes it did count yes it did matter that I had worked there and I had you know this skill set so what I'm trying to say is sometimes you know you just need to push against the wind and you need to push yourself and just keep going. I mean, again, it's easier to say those things. It's really, really hard to do it. But then again, you know, if I could do it, I'm sure anybody can do it. And um, it just felt like, you know, it, it was more fulfilling. It was more fulfilling than when I got a job in Pakistan, which was much easier for me to do versus when I was successful, when I, you know, was able to uh, convince the bank that I am good enough take me in. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that was my biggest achievement. That was my biggest success, which I still celebrate up to this day, that in that position of not even being eligible for a banking job, mm -hmm. uh, I still kept pushing myself um, mm -hmm. to just secure it. Mm -hmm. So that was you know, if you put it in, like sum it up, the themes that are coming up is your will, your determination, your idealization of the fact that you hung over this idea that I am worthy for it. I am. Because I feel in this whole, like when you come to the sea of no's and deny, sorry, people who decline you and, re, you know, as I say, rejection in the workplace, uh, that's what the word, you, the, it's, it was, I mean, previously it was used, this word rejected was used a lot when the job applications were not accepted. Uh, these kind of words can pull you down. Just wordings can pull you down. Um, I mean, not just the energy of those people that you in, engage with who tell you you cannot do this you need to go back to zero you cannot do this so just listening to those voices and still being centered within Nadia is the most beautiful thing you can do for yourself 
and i think the biggest medal or the celebration you were talking about would be that you believed in yourself through it all because now in your present life you will be thinking if i could do it then why am i getting wobbly now in a new situation i uh, you have something to ho- hold on to and say say that i did that and i just need to put those same themes of worthiness of being determined of being motivated despite it all and i can do the present do you think there's a link between what happened and now what you're facing yes so definitely so you know it changes the whole your whole point of view in life right so you know it teaches you 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 go through all these learnings you become strong and resilient so again i would have never imagined how what the level of my self res- resilience is until i was placed in this position and now i know and yes whenever we are in a pickle this is what we tell each other that we got through that we can get through this and we can apply the same resilience that we did in the past and um you know it's a, it's so funny they say that um eleanor roosevelt said that um a woman is like a tea bag and you can only tell how strong she is once you put her in hot water and i think <laughs> this was a hot water situation mm. for me because my career was under question it was making me shake and then on top of this my son was back in pakistan so i left my son in pakistan because I felt like we couldn't care for him the way I would care for my kids if I brought him here with me with all these other challenges around me. So he was only 6 months old when I actually handed him over to my mom to take a flight with a one-way ticket uh, across borders. Yeah. So again there are a series of hard bits that we had to go through to 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 you know make the cut. It, it it wasn't something we achieved in a day it was a process um with the job yeah it came after 3 months but with the whole process taking its shape it took us around 2 years um i couldn't go wow. back home till 3 years because i was so invested on adjusting to the new life and over here saleha mm. i would also like to point out that you know we keep saying we keep emphasizing on womanhood I also want to call out to all the women out there that it's really important to take to understand the man's responsibility as well for us to be fully empowered for us to fully embrace womanhood we need to understand the mindset of a man and his responsibility um in 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 the way that they you know work in the way that they earn money it's it's really important mm-hmm. for us women to understand i don't like it when women say oh i'm just doing a job to get some bags and some shoes i i don't like that why and i often correct <laughs> i often correct that mentality no this is not why you work you work because you know you 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 you're worthy enough to earn money and you should appreciate the remuneration that you receive when you work so for me uh it's very important to be respectful of of the value of money to be respectful for what you do for the contributions you make and be it being yes. in a man's shoe so it's important to understand a man's shoe for for the overall women empowerment concept as well uh and that's what i did so when we took the transition shocks of being in um australia i told a deal 
that you just handle being a student because I know that's a big shock for you. <laughs> I don't want you to trouble yourself yeah. looking for jobs. Leave that for me. I will handle that shock. So, so we divided the responsibility and I told him absolutely not to worry about that. I will take that on. So I was the one responsible for looking for jobs day and night, applying, just, you know, being on the PC. My room was full of paperwork, you know, prepping for interviews, all the possible questions, answers. Yes. And he was just busy, you know. It's, it's, it's like divide and conquer. So that's another thing you learn. So it's mm. important to understand each other's shoes as well. Like, you know, take different positions and just make it run. Yes, yes. Because you see what, uh, you know, what you, it comes a realize, there comes a realization when all these uh, women movements come to a point of like this evolved thinking, it, there comes a realization as what you're saying is that realization of that the masculine has its own role and the feminine has its own role, be it any uh, field, be it any way possible, because each brings their own gifts to a situation each is powerful in its own way and what they bring together is amazing because that's what you know you can call it like it's they're contributing to each other so they facilitate each other and that's the they're both have their own beauty and, and that's uh, what I got from what you're saying because I'm also getting into that vibe lately because the uh, international women's day was there and I put it forward I said like in the end we all souls and if we look at it from that perspective of not like I'm better than you because I'm a woman, I can yeah. do same as you because I'm a woman. I think there's a lot in this generation. The awareness of being a woman is so much. Now it's coming to a point of making that woman realize that just be you, just be relaxed being the feminine you are. Enjoy being the, you know, and don't put up this armor. Just be the woman that you are. What do you think? Exactly. So I think there's a lot of culture influence as well. And again, here I will say that it's, it's important to learn about different cultures because that changes and frames your perspective about life in a better way. So you don't have to be fixed around, okay, these are my values. This is my frame of life and that's it. You know, you, you yes. need to be ready to grow and evolve. It's really, really important nowadays. So as you adapt to the new life, if you have migrated to a new country to learn new things, to be in a developed economy, you need to also engage with different cultures and understand how it works, learn the good things about the. And again, we say, we, we will say this a lot, but I don't see enough actions. I don't see enough of us actually, you know, uh, showing how we have uh, translated our words into actions. So, um, it's really important. Like, for example, I feel like even when I was back in Lahore, I feel like in Pakistan, it's, it's centered around like a collectivist culture where our decisions are interdependent. So, you know, we, we get influenced by what our group thinks. We get influenced by what the tribe thinks. And we just, we just call that the right decision. But sometimes mm. you just need to listen to yourself. You need to listen to what you want to do. Um, and this, mm. is, this is kind of like that pushed us in our 30s to mm. leave everything and just move across country. Like you see young people doing this, obviously everybody has their experiences. It's not easy for anyone. But at that stage with two kids, leaving one kid behind, it was surely a very unconventional decision. And 
I mean, our family supported us. Adil and I, both our families were very supportive of what we wanted. But this was entirely an individual decision. So, you know, uh, this is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes stop just agreeing with social consensus, right? So stop agreeing, just being agreeable to social um, to group consensus. Oh, this is what the group thinks. This is what the tribe thinks. Just buying a big house and having all the, you know, the the, yeah, the way to live. This way. You know, like how there are these models that they have created exactly. for themselves. This is how. So what, we, yeah. And in your own role model, like you need to think from your own mind. And and like I said, from a very early age, I was really inspired to stand on my feet, to to become myself, to to know the value of everything. Like, yeah, at some point you get into all this pressure of all these materials and having the best bags and having the best clothes. But eventually, you know, you need to really look. It's like opening your third eye, to be honest, and looking yes. deep inside you. Uh, and and that's, yeah. I think that's what Adil and I did. Uh, Adil wasn't, Adil's never uh, been a materialistic person anyway. He's, he's a self-made man which is the kind of men I, I really admire. And, and when I said, you know, yes, this is what really. I want to do. I want to explore the global market. I want to, you know, have my kids grow in a developed economy. I want them to learn different cultures, not be just bound by our own culture. And, and he was like, mm. yes, that's, that's what I want to do as well. And again, so it's like breaking free from the conventions as well. It's, it's not entirely, what I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to say just disagree and just, it's not respect, respect the social standards, but also listen to yourself. You know, um, I think they have this word for a de-individualization. So you need to break free mm -hmm. from that and listen to yourself. Um, and I think that's yeah. what we did. And I, and I think as a species, we need to evolve until we do not uh, look at new ways of thinking. Until we don't uh, have new ways of uh, looking at different perspectives, we will never come to a point that the next next generation gets to look at a new point viewpoint. I think there's uh, there's always a fear of change in most societies, and whenever you do change, like you tell somebody, "Oh, I'm so ch I'm I'm a changed person today," and most people will be like, "Why you changed? You know, it's not taken positively." Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's just little. So what you can do is what you're doing is like at an individual level, you just be who you are. So you walk and you talk and you listen and you hear and you do whatever you do with your five senses, what with your new ideology. And one day somewhere, you know, like right now in the podcast, somebody might hear you and they'll be like, oh, I relate to her. So even if one person relates to you that's it you know we need to leave a footprint on this um, uh, on this planet and we need to because uh, when we die you know it will just be memories right and our kids might remember and their kids might remember but then what is this global footprint we're leaving and that's these little ideas these new thoughts this resilience this point where we grew and so the next generation who comes next to us have will have a brighter thought right i love this story i'll ask you one more question and we'll wrap it up so tell me nadia you were saying listening to your heart have you always been a person since you were a kid uh, was it always a thing within you to listen to your heart um so that's a tricky one but i can tell you one thing 
let it develop like that no. yeah in my younger years i definitely cuz i'm the eldest in my family i always felt mm-hmm. more responsible so that's one thing i always and it was a responsibility towards my younger siblings to make them to help them wherever i could uh the second thing that i always felt was going after novelty so i mm. always wanted to look at something that really inspires me that was different and learning about that so here's here's a really funny example so when i was really lo- young like this is like i was i think 7 or 8 um we would go to murray you know just to enjoy the hill station and i would just think why am i not getting chased by a fox so i would wander off the hills and i would want a fox to chase me so what i'm trying to say is <laughs> in, in that in that time i i just i just looked for challenges and and i did get chased by a fox because i wandered so far that i was bound to find one so i did find one and i did get chased by it and now it's my story so i can you know i and i i i, I enjoyed the experience for some eerie reason so i think yeah. i did uh, i don't know again it's it's just been something in me that i've always sought after novelty and when that novelty is put into my practice in practice in my life then i look for more because then it becomes routine and then i want something more so you grow again, you grow from it exactly you grow so i think it's all in line with what i'm saying to have a growth mindset rather than just being fixed just being in your comfy zone enjoying life i know that's really easy and convenient to do but if you want fulfillment you need to step out of the comfy zone you want to be like a big fish in a big pond not a big fish in a small pond this is from the movie big fish mm-hmm. by the way so it's, it's like <laughs> love that movie. you 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 can play twinkle twinkle little star and be happy but you know if you want to flourish you will be you you have to play beethoven so it's it's all <laughs> you can still be happy with just playing twinkle twinkle little star on a piano but in 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 order to flourish you need to do something more and that's that's the kind of um you know life i i want it like okay in pakistan we've the realm we've this incredible life but now let's try to look for something more and and the same case yeah. at my workplace as well so you know you get things done but then you you know you gradually want to grow um and it's also mm. important to be gradual like not be too aggressive either because yeah. that's not the right way um to do things so it, yeah. it should be gradual step by yeah. step um but yeah that growth stored with with self growth nadia i have understood that um it's very important to be compassionate so gradual uh, uh and then in in that gradual way of uh, doing things you also remember the how you do it like some people can call it self discipline for instance uh they would think it means it will take them back to school or the way the parents parented us and they would think self discipline means like you have to really do this with no uh, like really resistant like there's a lot of resistance attached 
to that um, idea of self-growth. But where the, the growth actually happens is when you do it compassionately because then that becomes love. And whenever there's a love-based emotion that comes out of us, it will last longer than a fear-based emotion, which is like, you know, depending on idea that I have to follow, like, you know, dieting, even eating, uh, what the, uh, having a certain kind of a diet cannot be your natural way if you look at it from the idea of like, I have to achieve it because I have to. But if it goes like, I want to make it a way of life, it's a different perspective, don't you think? Exactly, yes, it, absolutely. So it's important to just go with the flow, like um, have your, you know, have your ducks in a row. You should know what you want, but but just be gradual about it. And like you said, uh, don't Love just try to dump in, you know, just, just take it as it comes and one by one. And it's also really important to have a balance of optimism and pessimism. So like I can be a very pessimistic person and that's one of my things that I don't like about myself, but I am what I am. And this is where Adil, my husband, who is, who is, a, who is an optimistic person, he balances or neutralizes my pessimism. So when I feel like, no, I cannot do this, this is, this is a setback that, you know, I cannot uh, go across, then that's when his uh, mentality comes in and that he puts like a positive spin on things and that that helps you, that helps you, that encourages you and brings your motivation back. So it's also important to have that balance in the house, uh, which is why I said, learn to divide and conquer as a team. Uh, you know, at times we get too struck by, oh, me, me, me. It's, it's not like that. You need to work as a team to grow, especially if you're living uh, with a family and you have your husband, you have your kids, everybody has a role to play in your house. So, so learn yes. from each other and grow together. So don't be too fixated about yourself. Um, mm. and, and always appreciate other person's qualities and always recognize your own, obviously setbacks or things you're not good at and you need to work on more. So that's also really important as we learn through life or walk through life. Um, Beautiful. I would, I think I need to call you on my podcast one more time, at least, because there's so much to un, you so know, much. unfold. There's like a lot of unfolding, you know, it's like, it's like when you have that alignment between two people who can talk at that level, you realize there's so much that you want to share because they're like, I also did this. I did this. I did this to grow. I did this to grow. And it's so important because then together also as mothers, we can think of ideas and things like that. So what I have for you right now, Nadia is firstly, I will invite you to another podcast so we can do the to be continued. Yeah. All right. And the second thing I have is for a gratitude. Uh, what I do is I pull out a, a card from this deck I have. It's called the power thought cards deck. Okay. It's by Louise Hale and she writes a lot of um, self-improvement books. If you want to look at any healing books which talk about healing the mind, body or soul, look for Louise Hay if you are into reading. Now, before getting into that, I will straight away get into the card pull. And what I do is I intentionally ask the universe, God, source, it's basically that one connection and I align myself and I ask for an intuitive message by saying your name and I let the message come through me and I then I just pull out a card but if it resonates with you it's all probability if it resonates with you well and good it might add something you know you might be able to think positively about something as you said Adil does that for you then this card might do that for you this card might be yeah. your husband <laughs> or you can say 
Okay. I listen from one ear, one ear, and I take it from the other. Okay. So we'll just keep it like that. Okay. All right. Excited. So, dear, yes. Help me find a message for Nadia. What does she need to hear today that will add add spark to her life, or what kind of a message does she need to hear today? So, so I'm going to pull out a card. Wow. Okay. So it's a green card, and they have double sided. So I'll <clears throat> read it for you. So this is, I am at peace. Oh, how wonderful! Oh, and wow. it's all green. And you know, oh, green, green is to do chakras. We have chakras all over our body. <clears throat> Sorry, the green is the heart chakra. Oh, and when you open your heart and you get more connected within, then it's green. And so I love the green because their illustrations are beautiful and they always mean something. Now let me read the other side. So it says, I'm at peace. divine peace and harmony surrounds me and dwell in me so surrounds me peace and harmony surrounds me and dwells in me i feel tolerance compassion and love for all the people myself included so there's a lot of calling to compassion tolerance and love not just for yourself you come to a realization so not for just for others you've understood that for yourself also okay. like that's also important right and you've also understood where yeah, the message is clarifying to you it's actually it confirms what you already know so it confirms in words what you already know so it's like double confirmation it says divine peace and harmony surrounds me and i dwell in it like now it's around so now i'm just like let it let it come So no, I send you this really interesting. Thing. Yeah, no that's really interesting because uh as much as we have toiled through the stormy seas it's it's really important to normalize. So that was another thing I was going to say that you know feeling having the feeling that you know you you've reached a position where you can just normalize. So now it's more about I've jumped through all the hoops and now <laughs> it's just you know rinse and repeat. So I'm in my routine I'm rinsing and repeating I have all my learnings and I'm applying that to life and yes I've definitely become more tolerant more patient more open minded to understand people and their viewpoints so okay. yeah it does resonate a lot mm-hmm. yeah and compassion of course um nothing comes without you know being compassionate uh, compassionate or showing compassion so that's that's of course uh, i guess a subset of peace and harmony um Anapia, where can everybody follow you so yes um so i I've, i've started of uh, being a bit more active on my instagram handle under the name of sydney tiger mom um sydney. and that's a m u m mom um okay. so yeah please i'd love um some you know um some uh, some feedback on my page it's all about work life balance and uh i've been a very private person about my personal life and it's only last, from last december that i started being a bit more active on my page and sharing a bit more about my story and my learnings through life so yes please i'd love for you all to follow me and uh support me and ask questions wherever um for you yeah. 
I'll put your link in the caption uh, wherever I post this podcast, whether it goes to a Zoom. Uh, sorry, it's already on Zoom. So on Instagram, whether it goes on my podcasting channel, wherever it goes, I'll put that link, Sydney Tiger Mom. And I, I love what you do. I, today, I just wanted to appreciate you. I wanted to hear from you. And there was so much that we got to hear. And I think I'm, I'm very sure that there will be people out there who can resonate. I think it's very important. Sometimes people think their stories or matter because we have been told culturally not just pakistan when i say culture i mean as in the humans that we are the way we grow we think that we need to put something forward if it has to like make a very big impact but even sharing what you've been through is something that somebody else in the world can resonate with that's beautiful so that's what i understood from today is that you know you you are this person who who had an epic journey and share that and be that vulnerable person. Really appreciate you for that. And grateful you're here today. Thank you. And we'll have you on again. Yes, absolutely. I feel the same. And this was such a comfortable session, contrary to what I was thinking, because I was getting cold feet. But this was so comfortable, so easy to talk to you. And I just want to say at the end that everybody should just go by the saying, it's never too late to be what you might have been. So please understand and live with this saying uh, and do what you're passionate about. Yes, if we can do it, you can do it too, you know? <laughs> it's possible of just not being washed, we can do this. <laughs> Looks great, Everything. go ahead. <laughs> I think the day women, more and more women understand that everything will manage itself, all you need to do is manage yourself first, and everything will be taken care of, that is where we need to be at, right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So take care. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you very much, Saleha. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And if you would like to get in touch with Nadia, you can do so by going on Instagram and typing in Sydney Tiger Mum. One word, Sydney Tiger Mum on Instagram and follow her.